Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. It's time for the B-A-Q-A. Hey, the B-A-Q-A. What you say? The B-A-Q-A with Manday. The B-A-Q-A with Tiffany. It's the B-A-Q-A. Brown Ambition question and answers. You have questions. We have answers that are to be taken with a grain of salt. Get your salt shakers. Right? We're not your financial advisor. We're not your attorney. We're not your... Well, we are your financial besties. Let's get into it. Um, but yeah, no, we really, you know, basically sue your grandma, not us. Um, so, you know, hear what we have to say, but then lean into the professionals that you pay for this type of advice for. Okay. So let's get started. Mandel, what's our first question? Our first question, want to do the anonymous one first? So mysterious. Okay. I'm going let's give her to... a name. Yeah, let's, let's give... give her How about name. Gertrude? <laughs> of all the names. <laughs> Okay, Gertrude. I don't even know how. Trudy. How about Trudy? Yes, Trudy. Okay, there we go. All right. Trudy says, hey, hey, ladies, I love the podcast and love to remain anonymous. Okay, Trudy, we got you. My question is, how much money do you think is realistic for a 25-year-old single mom of one who makes around $60,000 a year to save? I've got about $2,300 in bills, and part of that is covered by the 11000 or sorry, 11000 like, deck. who's your baby debt? Anyway, <laughs> uh, the $1,150 I get a month in child support. So $2,300 in bills, and like about half of that is covered by child support. Okay. I do plan to get a new job this year to hopefully boost my salary by a minimum of 15K after listening to the advice on you all's podcast, but I do really want to set a realistic savings savings goal to set up for me and my kiddo. I haven't had any examples in my family of anyone ever said saving, let alone for retirement, future college, et cetera, and I want to do better because I know better. I just don't know where to start. Please help. I want something realistic and feasible because I do enjoy being able to spend on things me and my kid enjoy. All right, Trudy. Yeah, you know, I actually had a friend, a friend in um, high school. Her name was Trudy, and it wasn't until like graduation when they said her name Gertrude. We were like Gertrude. We didn't know that was her name. Sorry to you, Trudy. Um, I feel like Gertrudes are just born old. I'm like, are you just a grandmother? I mean, how do you how do you do, how you look at a little baby? Said so we go we gonna name this birth baby Gertrude. <laughs> Every Gertrude listening right now. <laughs> I know. Sorry, Gertrudes. We uh, love old lady you. names are back in style though. Eleanors and all that. Yeah. You know. But Trudy girl, so I was just quickly doing a little mathematicals to I was, see. I was just about to slay. Oh, okay. So I, I oh, just did like six, 63,000 divided by 26 to see what you're working with like on a bi- bi-weekly basis. So that's about $2,400. Um, oh, that's gross. 
twice a month. Yeah, gross, before taxes, all that. So times two, that would be, so she's working with like 4,800 pre-tax. Um, so, so let's like call- like 4,000-ish? Yeah, 4,000-ish. I was trying to remember what the tax bracket was for six under um, is it whatever her, her income is. It can't be 30, daggum. No, 11? I'm curious, what is the tax bracket? Google, answer me. Show me the power. Um, incomes. She should be like max 20, 22%. Okay. So okay. yeah, something like that, like about 4,000 and her bills. So that leaves her with about, so Trudy, this math is what you should be doing. Like what's your take home pay? Yes. Cause you mm -hmm. know what your taxes are. You subtracted your bills from that $2,300. Mm -hmm. We're going to guesstimate you're left with like between 1500 to $2,000. Mm -hmm. And then on top um, of that, daycare there? is $840, but she does get $1,150 in child support. And mm -hmm. child support is not taxed. So if we add the $4,000 plus $1,150, what is that? $5,150. Minus. 2300 minus 840. Where are we at? Oh, I thought you were doing the math. You sound like you were doing the math. Okay. <laughs> 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 minus, ah, minus 840, minus 2300. Get right on that, Tiffany. $2,010. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so that's a good amount of money left over. But I mean, I'm assuming those are just bills. You know, you, I'm sure you have like other things you need, like groceries and things like that. Food, gas. <sighs> so from that 2000, what was it, 2000? $2,010. I wouldn't be mad at saving 500 bucks a month. Well, how do you start? Because she's like, where do I, I feel her on like, where does she start? Would that so be I like, like cash in the bank or I would retirement? start with what I call the budget without budgeting. I would say once I did the math, this math, math, mathematics, you know what I mean? And I got this number, I would say, I'm going to go to HR and then I'm going to say, hey, HR girl, you look real cute today. Um, could you... Instead of dropping all of my take-home pay into this checking account, could you split it before I get it and put some here and put $500 into this online-only savings account, you know, the, the highest yield that you can find. You can go to, like, a website, um, uh, magnifymoney.com to find, like, a, a savings account. Um, and then put that other $500 there. And because the purpose, to me, there's a few purposes of saving. You save for security, so you want to get your you know, your emergency savings game up three to six months. You have a kid, so probably my aim would probably be like six months. And then you save for big purchases. So, you know, you want to put a down payment on a car or a house or whatever. And then you save for pre-investing for wealth, you know? So Trudy, first I would ask you, are you setting aside for retirement through your job? You know, so if you have this excess money left over, if you're not setting aside, or you're not setting aside, you know, whatever the max is, um, whether it's through your job or maybe you have a Roth IRA, whatever your retirement account is, are you maxing it out if you have excess money left over? Because I probably would work toward that um, as well as putting aside for savings. If you're like, yes, I'm I'm setting aside for retirement, great, because you're 25, super young girl and snatched, I'm sure. 
right? So that's great. And then I would say, okay, I would look at my numbers and say, I can comfortably say, like I said, like I wouldn't be mad at $500. So basically like a quarter of what's left over in the pot, but I wouldn't do the work myself. I would have HR if they're le- if they let you split before you get. And many people do, even small, like even my company, we're not a big old company and we have the capability of doing that. So I put my money into my online only savings account. And then I would decide from there, like, okay, after I get to the place where I have my three to six months, is there maybe, maybe you want to also simultaneously save for to purchase something. But once I max out, like I'm maxed, and I think Mandy had shared too that she's maxed out for her emergency savings. And then I would roll over. So any excess money that comes to my life now, my emergency account is fully funded. I'm not trying to buy anything any right, anything right now. So any money that would normally go to my savings for savings sake goes to now like my pre-savings to invest. So I put it into a pot. My financial advisor, I'll message her and say, hey, Anjali, you know, I've got some money into the, in that savings account. You know, when you get a chance, can you pull it out? And she will slowly start to integrate it into my other, my other, um, into the market via my investments. So that's what it kind of looks like for me. And, and so you can start that, but start with, am I maxing out my retirement account? Do I have emergency savings? Is there something I want to purchase? you know, um, you know, for the baby or whatever, or something major, and then pre-savings for um, pre-investing savings. So that's, that's when you say max out your 401k, like for, I feel like for so many people, especially when you're earning 63,000, like that's a lot of money. Like what is it? 22,000 to max out your 401k. I feel like if that's overwhelming or sounds overwhelming, I mean, that would be like a quarter of her pre-tax pay. I feel like setting the bar super low, like, could you like set up a direct, like if you have your $500 earmarked for your cash savings while you're building that up, like just doing something simple, like 5% of my salary, you know, automated through HR going toward retirement and not worry so much about like how, what that dollar amount is because you are so young. I feel like when I was your age, oh, was <laughs> Oh my God. When I was your age, um, I started doing the same thing. I was making about what you're making. Actually, I was like making 55 or $60,000. And that's how I started. Um, I was just like, you know, take this 5%. It was what I felt comfortable doing and then see how that feels, you know, not having that 5%. Um, I didn't, did I get a match at that point? I think I might've gotten a little match, which helped. But even if you do or don't like I feel like starting with 5%. And for me, what was so powerful is that I never didn't save for retirement after that. Like, as I went to different jobs, I just had it in my mind, I'm going to do 5%. And then when I got comfortable, it was like, okay, 10%. And as you said, like your next job, you can be making 15k more, um, or, you know, however much more. And as long as you're still saving that percentage, it's always going to go up, you know, because your income is going to go up. Um, So it's a really good habit I feel like to start early but I can see why people get like overwhelmed and instead of like they'll hear max out your 401k and just be like oh there's no way I'll just and to be fair sorry I didn't mean like (laughs) I meant when I was thinking of max I I meant that to me the ideal is to to get to 10 percent you know not the 20,000 you know what I mean or I was thinking that um whatever her if she didn't have a 401 because I don't if I don't have a 401k match then I'm jumping straight to Roth and which is six is, what is it? Sixty five? Is it six thousand or sixty five hundred right now? I think Roth Something is around like that, six thousand. Yeah. You know, so that's what I was thinking of. That I wasn't thinking about like the 
the the full full full. I was like, okay, if you can get to ten percent, that's what I should have specified. Um, ten yeah. percent of your, you know, what you're making um, into your four hundred one k. If they have a match, I like to do this. I'm like, do I have a four hundred one k? Yes. Do they have a match? No. Let me max out my Roth. Do I have a four hundred one k? Yes. Um, do they max? Yeah. Do they match? Yes. Okay. Let me put my money up to the match. Like work toward getting my money put up to the match, and then going to a Roth IRA because there are tax benefits for a regular, you know, 401k regular retirement plan, which means that it lowers your tax burden now. And then later when you retire, you get taxed on, you know, the money you pull out. But then the Roth allows you, although it doesn't lower your tax burden now, you get to pull that money out and the growth tax-free later, you know, um, because you pay taxes ahead of time. Um, and so like, I like to have that mix, but if you're not getting a match, I like to jump to the Roth first and then come on back to 401k and, and, and kind of finish business there. Um, but yeah, so hopefully we did not totally confuse you. <laughs> if we did, I'm like key takeaway, $500 yes. is a good mm -hmm. goal. Mm -hmm. And then you can decide how much of that. Cause she didn't really sit share if she had emergency savings, you know, mm -hmm. if she does already, maybe you just start beefing up your retirement. But you know, the point is just to start. And I feel like my second, my my whatever number we're on, like biggest tip when you're at that stage is you're fragile. Like it's, it's you wanna protect what you're building. So debt is the enemy as much as you can avoid credit card debt and keeping your budget nice so that you're not leaning on credit card debt. You'll, your future self will thank you so much because then the money you're actually making will be yours. You know, it's true wealth building. All right, Trudy girl, congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, congratulations on what? I don't know. On having your answer, your question answered yes. with a lowercase a, with your sprinkle of salt from us. Thank you so much for sending your question. And, and again, shout out to single moms. Um, I have a special place in my heart for y'all. Yeah. That was raised by one. Should we take a quick breaky so, break and come back with question number two and bonus we question? Sure. We sure should. All right, see y'all back here. Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. All right, BA fam, you know we work hard and we play hard, but when it comes to investing and having your money in the market, you want your money to be working for you. That's exactly what the Betterment Automated Investment and Savings app can help it do. Keeps your money out there working hard and kicking you know what. I love Betterment because it makes it easy for even a beginning investor 
to figure out how to put their money in the market and set it and forget it and be at peace with that because you know Betterment has got you covered with their automated investment and savings app. Their technology is going to give you advanced tools that are built to help you maximize those returns. All you got to do is visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high-yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk. Performance not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. And we're black and back. So this is funny because this question is from oldish and unsure. I love this because first of all, oldish, you ain't oldish. You're only 39 years old, girl. Don't make me feel old. I have a question. My job, not career, she specified, right? Office of 401k, but no employer match. We was just talking about this. And I have almost been there one year and was automatically set up to deduct 3% from my paycheck to go to the 401k. Okay. In my latest statement, glad you're looking at it. I noticed each quarter I'm being charged administrative fees. How many of y'all didn't realize that you get admin fees on your 401k? Really, any retirement investment account is typically going to have some sort of fees. Yep. Mm-hmm. Which total $25, so $100 a year. I'm 39 and have a Roth IRA and several mutual funds established for my retirement. Should I continue to invest the $83 per paycheck in my 401k or should I automate that amount and then some to a pre-existing Roth or mutual fund? Now, like I said, prior oldish and unsure, we're not going to call you oldish. We're going to call you fabulous, but unsure. Okay, because you're 39, <laughs> sis. I'm 42. Don't do this to us. Don't do this. So unsure. Um, I don't really like employment. I don't really like 401ks or making 401ks a priority if there's no match. So to answer your question, I honestly, especially now that these, you know, you have these admin fees, um, which is not going to offset anything. So, you, you know, you're, if you're putting in, let's just say 83, you know, what is that times? Let's do the math. Should We're mathing today. Right now? So 83, 83 times 12 is 996. So basically $1,000 a year is what you're putting in. And of the 1000 they're taking 10% in fees. So in order for you to come up, you would, you would have to make more than 10% on your investments. Right? Because you're putting be in 1000 You're losing um, 100 a hundred is ten percent of one thousand. That means your money would have to grow beyond that loss in administration fees, which the average the, the market has been averaging for the last hundred years, eight to ten percent. So you're gonna end up like net net even, uh, right? So like the money you put in is literally the money you'll get out. It's looking like instead of a four hundred one k plan, you looking like you put money in a savings account. Not even because savings accounts these days are at least giving you one percent. Says so. I would if it's eighty three dollars. She's actually read her fine print, girl. I'm so I'm proud of you, honestly. Yeah. Unsureish. We gonna call you smart, smart but unsure. Mm-hmm. That yes, I would redirect that eighty three someplace else, and I would not consider that four hundred one k again unless I had enough to offset the administrative fees. So if I was putting in, say, if you were putting in four hundred bucks a month, you know, then the administrative fees would be a smaller percentage of what you put in, and it might make sense. So. Yeah, this is exactly why I don't even love like some investing apps um, because they have like a dollar amount fee that they charge. 
which if you're like if you're investing your pocket change that's a that's a big like tiffany said when you break it down by the fee divided by what you're actually investing like it's a big it's a big amount of fees so um i can't even think but i would say just like tiffany said earlier to our previous i almost said caller to our previous (laughs) listener about going to like magnify money but going and and doing your googles and research to find a brokerage account and being realistic about how much you can contribute and then see what kind of fees they have Um, because the fee may be different depending on like how much you're going to contribute each month each month Um, might be a little bit more if you're contributing less and then less if you're contributing more it's twisted and rude of them to do it that way but that's how a lot of them that's how it bees sometimes but that's a really good question thank you Uh, what are we calling her smart but unsure yes smart but unsure savvy and unsure we have a really 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 quick question yes you want to do that one we on the same page. Yeah, let's get Yesenia. I love this name from IG. Yesenia says, should I max out my Roth IRA before investing in a brokerage account? I'm not sure that I can do both right now. Excellent. It's about damn time. Hit him in the minute. What the spirit of man was here with us. I know. Um, yeah, I think that that's a good idea. I mean, with a, there's some benefits to a Roth IRA that you're not going to get from a traditional brokerage account. Um, the main one is so when you're contributing to a Roth, you're using do, um, you're using money that you've already paid taxes on, and you're putting it into a Roth. The limit is like sixty five hundred. Depends on your age. It can be a little bit more. Um, but with a Roth IRA, um, it's a little bit. It's a lot more flexible than a brokerage account. So the money that you put in because you've already paid taxes on it. One of the big benefits is that if, and I'm not saying you should, but if you needed to dip into your uh, Roth IRA in the future, you'd be able to take out your contribution without getting hit with like tax penalties and fees. So that's one benefit um, that it has over a brokerage account. And, you know, the cap on a Roth IRA being like what it is now, 6,500 to 7,000, you know, obviously not knowing how much you have to put aside, but um, if you're able to, yeah, hit that cap and then you can at least feel good like, okay, I've, I've ticked this box and you can take your um, whatever proceeds you have left over and shift that into a brokerage account at that point. I think like- Is there any like, other I, benefits I've- Yeah, well, here's missed? the thing I always say, like to me, there's two, like there's two purposes of investing, investing for retirement and investing for wealth. And I think that you should prioritize always investing for retirement first because one day your 80-year-old self is going to be like, oh, wow. So because of you, I'm eating, you know, I'm fighting these bre- these these birds at the park for these for these breadcrumbs. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, we don't want to put our older self in a position to have to work so hard because our younger self was like, ooh, yikes, my bad. So because it's your younger self's job to look after your older self. So you know, I want you to prioritize investing for retirement first. Typically, when people put money in a brokerage account, they're investing for wealth, which is what we want you to get to. But that's after you've done the foundational work of investing for retirement. And a Roth IRA is retirement investing. That's the purpose of it. And to Mandy's point, you put money in after tax and you get to withdraw it later, you know, um, tax free because one, you've gotten taxed on what you contribute already, but also the growth you get to pull out. Um, tax-free as well. So there's a huge benefit to a Roth and there's an income max. So I think last time I checked, it was like $125,000 a year if you make more than that. Although there's some ways around it with like a backdoor Roth and yada, yada, yada. You would sit down with your financial advisor for that. But on the surface, there's an income max of, I think it's 125000 At least that's what it was like last year, the year before. So, you know, you might over time start making more than that. So you want to take advantage of that while you can. 
So just in general for everyone, take care of your retirement first. After you've taken care of that, then start looking to invest for wealth. Retirement means you get to take care of your older self. Investing for wealth means you get you get to leave a legacy and then increase your lifestyle now. But you as a younger person, younger than your older self, can wait on the luxurious life, whereas your older self cannot wait on basic accommodations and living. So take care of that old self, okay? Mm-hmm. Dang, but I want nice things now. I know you can have nice things, but you got to make sure that like, because I call my older self Wanda. Yeah. And I'm like, you got to make sure Wanda is good. Because Wanda's like, I know they're going well. She not have sushi again. So <laughs> she eats sushi and I eat bologna. <laughs> got it. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm going to think about myself fighting for breadcrumbs from the pigeons. The, <laughs> the next time Rio's like, I want that new tuck, new tuck. Oh, <laughs> Like, do you want mommy to fight for breadcrumbs at the park? Do you? <laughs> gonna be like, what? Give me the truck, lady. I'm gonna throw a fit here. Make it look like a bad mom from everybody. Oh my goodness. Uh, so we hope you enjoyed the BAQA. BAQA. If you have questions, we certainly will try our best to answer some. You can hit us up on Insta in the DMs or even just in the comments at um, we are uh, Brown Ambition Pod. Is it Pod or Podcast on Insta? Podcast. Right, Brown Ambition Podcast on Insta. Our full government We are the BA, the BA Podcast on Twitter. And we yeah. are brownambitionpodcast.com. You can click like an ask us, the ask us anything button. And we'll try our best to get to your questions. If you want to be remain, remain anonymous, we we will allow it. But we prefer if you give us a fun name to call yeah. you. Sparkling you Water. You want to be Gertrude, do you? Exactly. Because if you don't give us a name, I'm going to give you a name. It ain't going to be cute either. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, hopefully the baby will give you some peace. He's like, I don't want peace. I want problems. I really didn't know if I was going to get through today's show. So thank you, Tiffany, and everyone else for being very patient. And yeah, my nerves are shot and it's all right. How many more hours till bedtime? Seven. That's all I got to hang in there. See y'all next week. See y'all next week. Don't forget to check out Tiffany's new documentary, Get Smart With Money. September 6th. On Netflix. Yep, September 6th. But you can go there now and please press like notify me or like remind me or whatever the little button says. So you can get that email from Netflix to say it's out, it's out, it's out. And where can we get the deets on your partay? Where is that going to so be? So I'm going to be posting it. It'll be on all of my socials. By now it'll be out. So if you go to my social media page, you'll be able to see like there'll be a link. Um, the party will be free. I'm trying to have a digital option. Um, but at the very least, like um, it's going to be in Newark, New Jersey at NJPAC. Um, on September 6th, it will be free. Popcorn's on me. We'll watch together, have a panel afterward. It's going to be good times. Oh, so fun. Mm-hmm. All right. Congrats, Tiff. Thanks. We'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey, BA fam. We could not do this show without your support or the support of our team behind the scenes. The Brown Ambition Podcast is produced by Cumulus Podcast Network. It's edited by the wonderful Imani Crosby and produced by Tanya Bustos. Dennis Stemplinski is our in-house tech guru. And I am Mandy Woodruff-Santos, your co-host. And I will see y'all next week. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. 
purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets Podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.